Grape soda is very overpowered. Wait, I feel like most places don't have grape soda. You knew no Chuck E. Cheese. But like a Chuck E. Cheese totally would. You think Chuck E. Cheese would versus what other place? Well, like Chuck E. Cheese has to have like sort of like fun sodas because like parents aren't always crazy about colas. Are you cussing with me? No, you cussing with me? By the way, you look unbelievably beautiful tonight. You're practically glowing. He really is your father's nephew, isn't he? Not by blood. Look at that! This kid's a natural! I'm speechless, Christopherson! Well, on that note, I think it's time to begin. (laughs) 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 I had something stuck in my throat. Welcome to We Start With Movies, the movie podcast where we start by discussing uh, a film of our guest's choice, uh, and we get off on whatever tangents seem to arise in the underbelly of our minds. Uh, With me, as always, is our co-host... Logan. (laughs) Why do you say our co-host? Is there another person here? Oh, we're with Marcello. Yeah, there's three of us. That's true. Hey, well, welcome, Marcello. How's it going? (laughs) Is that it? Thanks. Okay. It's great to have you on today. It's great to be here in my own house. Yeah, and, this is, yeah, this <laughs> and thank you for allowing us to set up a pop-up shop in here in your yeah. in your home. Hey, uh, what type of socks are these right here? These are Costco weatherproofs. Okay, so uh, Costco weatherproofs. Okay, so Augie, uh, that's our sponsor this week. Costco weatherproofs. Costco weatherproofs. Yeah, we have socks. we have to uh, we had to make some makeshift uh, pop what are filters. These called? Pop filters. filters yeah. Pop filters in front of the mics. Uh, Augie doesn't have the pleasure of talking I, to a sock. I am privileged over here. I have an, a nice pop filter. <laughs> we got the, we got the Costco weatherproofs. These yeah. seasoned days. They don't smell. I'll, that's nice. I do wash them frequently. Do you put that's some uh, Gold Bond baby powder? No, my feet just don't smell. Thing, like, my feet don't sweat really. Okay, well, feet, is that weird? Uh, feet's a hot button issue with Augie. It is. I don't like feet. I saw a glimpse of them in Mexico a little bit ago. I saw I saw your toes. It is very infrequent. That why my, why my are you so scared of showing your feet? I just like it. Feel weird about them, dude. I just don't like them. That's okay. fair. I, don't know why. I know some people that don't like to show their feet. If I, but it's it's a it's cyclical because I don't like showing my feet because I feel uncomfortable by them. But I feel uncomfortable uncomfortable showing my feet because I don't ever show them. Oh, so, now, so it's like it's oh. it's a terrible so now, cycle. Now it's you get a fresh start though. You can show some new people. I know. I need yeah. I need a fresh start. Okay, so Augie's going to law school. So I'm not trying to take your thunder right no. now, but. You're gonna have an opportunity to meet a new group of friends. So, what's your what's your feet policy gonna be? I don't know. I I don't know because what's what's the post grad policy on wearing like beat up Vans? That's true. Because that's that's my brand. I think since you're still a student, then it's fine. Okay. I think it's fine no matter what, but I think it's even more fine because you're still a student. See, back to the topic of beat up Vans, though. <clears throat> Me and Augie both got the beat up vans, but very differently. Because mine specifically show my toes. Like mine got holes in them. That's true. To yeah. Show my. I don't know feet. how you're not embarrassed about that. I like it. I like that my big toe always, no matter what, creeps through my my you shoes. You have weirdly large toes. I've noticed. I do. They're like fingers. They can pick up things. <laughs> <laughs> my vans are just like really, really dirty. It's like stains on. Yeah. Dirt, you, know, you could use a uh, toothpaste to clean. You know, uh, white I, shoes. I've always, I've always like kind of. Toyed with the idea of cleaning my vans, but I dishwasher never, top I rack. Have. You got to do it. Just by really? itself. Just by itself. No, not with dishes. Don't yeah. even put the dish soap. You just, oh, maybe put the dish soap. I don't know. I never did it. I don't wash my shoes either. Okay, I've yeah. only ever like washed them with a brush and some toothpaste and dish soap. Really? Yeah, white toothpaste. You can't use. Do you get a stain out? 
You took the character out of your shoes. I feel no, like that's I, yeah. It makes them lived in, you know. It makes it look like you actually wore them. But I mean, that's what the rips are for. The rips show the character. The cleanliness. Just no, shows. I like like the coffee stain on like the shoelace. <laughs> or like, yeah. the ketchup on the heel, you know. Exactly. It shows where I've been. I don't okay, look so like a walk The tire treads on the top. <laughs> my show. Do you like that for all? Clothes or just shoes? Like, are you only fine with shoes? No, I like wearing a fresh fit with some dirty-ass busted shoes. <laughs> yeah. That's the look. It's That's definitely look. the look. Lil B started this way back in the day. I got the based vans. You can watch his first. When is, you can watch Dirty. What's his, what's the video called? Like, white vans. Some Dirty Vans or something. There's a video of him like, in a Should skate I look park. it up? We have just a, shots of his shoes while he's rapping. We have a dilemma every single week if whether or not we should look something up and our guest chooses Guest's for us. choice. We got to get like a secretary that only is there not with no microphone just to type stuff in and, and put it on a projector Ooh, behind I like us. That. Oh, that would be cool. So okay. who's the fastest typer we know? Uh, I'm definitely faster than you. I was watching you type yesterday. You type with one finger at a time. Yeah, because I'm coming from across the screen. This Don't even listen to this guy. This guy types like with one finger each. I'm a very <laughs> fast touch typer. I passed ultra key on my first try at every level. I don't, I don't believe that. I can type. I ty- I'm known for my typing skills. You took the computer from me, and I saw you type. How many words per minute can you type? Probably 60. All right, I'm right. I'm I'm, 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 corre- so I'm correcting. A a listen, listen. He's he's giving some biased information. I'm going through correcting his mistakes. Of course, I'm pressing one key at a time when I'm changing the word from marmite to marmot. Oh yeah, I'm not really typing. I'm going backspace, backspace, backspace. Oh, might have written marmot. Not only do I have some fast touch typing skills. I type with extremely excellent accuracy. Yeah. I never, I've never seen a red underline until yesterday when I was correcting your typing. You're like, what okay. is this? <laughs> this is monstrosity. Well, I think that's a good segue here. Uh, talking well, about marmots. Uh, are there any marmots in Fantastic Mr. Fox? Our uh, featured movie of the What's the, the marmot's Latin name? Marmot, what marmot? is a marmot? Uh, I, can I look it up? Yeah, look Isn't it up. Isn't marmot like, like a... Okay, one of our guests... Like a winter weather clothing brand? Maybe. Oh, marmot jacket. That's the first thing I just popped up right now. A marmot's here. like a little like it's not like a monkey, right? It's like a little like what are the like a what are those little things with the big eyes? Chinchilla? It's not a rodent. It's somewhere in between a monkey and a rodent. You know, it has like the fingers, but like it's Oh but it's still those got things are spooky. I'm saying Yeah, you're not talking about the lemurs, are you? I'm not talking about lemurs or monkeys. Are they? For context, we <laughs> wrote a short screenplay yesterday with our friend Luke that involved the marmot a marmot's coming out of his, his breast pocket on his shirt. Yeah. And then proceeding to do some unspeakable things. Yeah, that's true. That's okay, so marmot Latin name is Marmota. So I mean if if uh Marmota. Mr. Fox is that is that his name, right? Mr. Fox? Yeah, do we ever know what his first name is? We, I was talking about Francis? that when I was watching it. I think it's just Fox because like his wife calls him Foxy. I think yeah. I think and then on IMDb, it is listed as Mr. Fox and Mrs. Fox. But when you see his trophy for the what do you call the name of that game? Like you see his his record board. Whack bat. Whack bat. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see F Fox like seven years in a row. But what does the F stand for? Fantastic. Yeah. Foxy Fox. No, I thought it's. Oh yeah, you're right. Is Fox the last I thought he's only fantastic at the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he likes to think that he's a fantastic Mr. Fox. Well, I'm always confused about why some characters in this movie have the name of the, the animal they are, and then some have actual names. Is it only Mr. Fox that has the name of the animal? No, because Badger. Is just oh, Badger. yeah, Badger. But, but Ash, though, the... the Kylie or any of these yeah. things. <laughs> or Felicity Christopherson. Fox. Christopherson. I, Christopherson. I love hearing George Clooney say Christopherson. He's yeah. got such a good voice. Yeah, it's, a fun, it's also a fun name to say. Christopherson, Christopherson. Uh-huh. Chris Christopherson. Well, I guess we should introduce the movie now. Yes. Um, 
Marcello, what movie did you pick this week to be digested on the podcast? Well, they can see it on the title. Real, I know. Real well, we got to introduce it okay. yeah. formally. Sorry. So, segueing from the last movie, Ocean's Eleven, that had George Clooney in it, I decided to pick another movie with George Clooney, which was Fantastic Mr. Fox, in which he plays the titular character, Mr. Fox. As we've said, yes. So, uh, do we want to start talking about how we got here, Augie? Do we want to go sure. that route? Yeah, okay. so uh, many moons ago... Uh, we began the podcast with Stefan, who picked Caddyshack. Uh, and then in the second week, uh, Aaron chose Bill Murray, uh, who was in Get Smart for a total of 47 seconds. Um, and the week after that, Max picked Anne Hathaway, who was in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, Wistoff picked... No, it wasn't Wistoff. Yeah, was it? it was. Was yeah. it Wistoff? What's that guy? No, Tom. Okay, so Tom Hardy yep. um, in Warrior. And then uh, our next guest, Colton, picked, is it Frank Grillo? Yep. Frank Grillo, um, who was in Captain America Civil War. Uh, and then following that, we had Hunter, who took Don Cheadle from Captain America and applied him to Ocean's Eleven. Uh, and now we have Marcello <laughs> with George Clooney. Yeah, and what a journey! Wow, Augie yeah. did that with no notes. That was pretty no impressive. Help. I'm thinking if we, if you guys got to like a hundred episodes, how long you could really? It, it, do that this. would be really cool to like to like look at it. Well, I think I think you'd have to do it really quickly. I think you just have to say like once we start getting yeah. longer, if we could continue doing this, then you just say movie to movie instead well, I of think, yeah, adding I think all this. Right. Eventually, it would take a lot of the it would take a lot of the time of the podcast if you like once you got to a hundred. That would be a good chunk of the. That's true. Well, maybe we, we maybe we do like a ten rule, so like we only the last, yeah. last ten. Yeah, that's a good idea. And we post like the whole list on the website or something. Yeah, mm. yeah. the Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, the Instagram page that might never come, but we'll mm-hmm. see though. Uh, okay, I want to see so you guys on all social media. I want to see a Twitter. That would be really good. Talking about Twitter would be fun. We'll just trash talk. Oh, yeah, you're like, kind of right. That might be I think a Twitter. I, I don't know if I've seen an Instagram for podcasts, but I almost always see like Twitter. Yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. We'll look into it. We'll have our I feel secretary. Like it's easier to get information, actual information out on Twitter than yeah. Instagram. No, I agree. Like the, I think that Instagram is like purely just for like branding purposes. So if you guys want to post pictures of your faces and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Twitter That's to true. like updates and Facebook for like actually posting the links, you know? Yeah. Just kind of spread like that. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good idea. Maybe one time we'll post our entire podcast uh, as tweets. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll oh. <laughs> <laughs> the transcript. Like that would be a nice publicity. That stunt. would be really funny, but also <laughs> a huge pain in the ass. We need a scribe. Well, yeah, hey, the like, secretary. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Okay. Well, we'll look, we're looking for secretaries, so send your applications to yes. Tucson. Just send them here. We'll we'll find them. <laughs> We have a Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Dropbox. We'll find it. Just send it to Tucson. We'll find it. Okay, so uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, let's, let's start talking about the movie a little bit here. This time uh, we're not starting with movies. We're ending yeah, with the movie. We didn't really start with the movie. <laughs> we had to start with it, though. So, um, yeah. Why did you choose this movie? Like, I know you chose it because our little rule that we have of the actor <laughs> in the last movie. Why did you choose this one, though? You could have gone in a lot of directions with Ocean's Eleven. There's so many actors in that film. Well, for, for a lot of reasons. Well, first, I thought it'd be cool to do an animated movie. You guys haven't done one of those yet. That's true. And true. specifically, this movie I've always been like fascinated by. It's like not just an animated movie. It's traditional stop motion. And I've always thought it's really 
visually appealing. I think it was Wes Anderson's first animated movie. Yes, right? it is. Right, and it was yeah. really cool to see his style translated into animation where I think it can really fully be explored. Um, but it's always been one of my favorites since I was a kid. Um, even before I really understood it, I thought it was just a yeah. cool movie as a kid. But like the more I watch it as I get older, I realize it's pretty... It's extremely creative, I think. It's mm-hmm. something that it can be enjoyed by... It's not even a kid's movie. It's like a family movie. Yeah, people movie. of all ages. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think uh, this is specifically a kid's movie. Yeah, I think it's more in a, like a family movie. I think it's a family movie. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's some things that kids might not even like about it. Because I liked it when it came out, but I don't think I appreciated it. I think I only liked like, how it looked as a kid. I don't think I really understood the jokes, like the style of humor or anything. I really just liked like, looking at it as that a was kid. Kinda, yeah, that was, that was me too. And... Um, Bogus Bunts and Bean, and those mm-hmm. are, they creeped me the hell out when I was a kid when I like, first saw the movie. They were spooky looking. I had no yeah. idea that the Bean was voiced by, um, I can't even remember. Michael Gammon. Michael Gammon, who's yeah. Dumbledore. I guess I should have recognized the really? voice. Cause, yeah. yeah, the second Dumbledore. Because yeah. when this movie came out, like was around the same time the Harry Potter movies were coming out, and so I should have like, kind of put that together as a kid, but I never noticed until this last rewatch. Yeah, he, I mean, the villains in this one, are they're really fun. And uh, as really you fun. said with the... Uh, I don't know if you mentioned Wes Anderson, the director, but I think the the animation of this film, I don't know if it's maybe just because of his style, but it seems to fit his style perfectly. Oh yeah, yes. I don't know if he like if he animated if he did like a, a more traditional animation or CG animation if it would have the same charm no, as his. I don't think I, so. I think like the the stop motion really lends itself to yeah. to his style of filmmaking because in some of his other films, I know like Grand Budapest Hotel, which came out after. He used uh, miniatures a lot, which is very similar to what he did with this. It's one. literally like the same thing. The, yeah, you know? this thing is all miniatures, right? So, um, I think it just it really fits his style of filmmaking, and and even you can see that in the first scene, like immediately, like you, yeah. just like how the camera just like moves along, and how each uh-huh. character, or, or how Mr. and Mrs. Fox are just well, I guess this is before they're married. What were they called before they were married? <laughs> I, it just this is such a weird thing. I don't know. We're so caught up on this because <laughs> it's a it's a it's a plot hole. It's it's a yeah, real takes away it takes me out of the universe. I think that's because it's written by Roald Dahl, though. So. Oh yeah, have you guys read the book at all? No, no. actually, <laughs> until my most recent watch, I had no idea that it was a book. Yeah, I didn't know either. Oh really? Okay, so you you guys didn't know? Because I'm wondering what parts are from like what lines of dialogue are from the book yeah. and what part is is Wes Anderson's like creation? Because either way, like it seems like perfectly suited to what yeah. he usually does. <laughs> yeah. my, some of my favorite lines, like like when Mrs. Fox is like, if what I think is happening is happening, it better not be. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a, is yeah. that a Roald Dahl or is that Wes Anderson? What is that? That kind of sounds like that, a Roald Dahl. I don't know. See, I think that sounds more like a Wes Anderson. See, I don't know. It's either way. Like it sounds I very feel like that maybe that's why similar. Wes Anderson gravitated towards this. Because yeah. a lot of his other movies are original screenplays, so... Maybe yeah. that's kind of why he gravitated towards this because it's something that like really fit his his uh, voice. And one thing that like finding out that it was a Roald Dahl book cleared up something that I've always been like I thought was amusing as a kid. Now I think it's just really funny. Is that so the whole movie set in England, right? It's like the English countryside, so that mm-hmm. makes sense that Roald Dahl would set it in that location. But it's funny that the animals are all American, <laughs> yeah, and the people are all British. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're because they, they are. I'm looking at the cast right here. Yeah, they're all. They're I wonder how he got American. that idea. Like, how did he decide to adapt this English book into still keep the English setting, but then keep all of the animals as Americans? Even though even the rat is like Southern or something, like a Southern. Yeah, American. that's yeah, the rat's that's like Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, that's Willem Dafoe. Actually. Is it really? Yeah, this is a star. It sounds nothing cast, like dude. him. This I know that one. 
Wes Anderson does many things well. One of them specifically is getting star-studded casts. Yeah. Well, he really knows how to get like the big hitters. He's got to be such an easy guy to work with because you look at his filmography and it's the same people every time. Mm. And I think if a director is like that, then that means that they're like really easy, like really fun to work with. Like these actors, these actors are all like popular enough in other things that they don't have to keep working with them, and they keep working. And it with must them. be just so fun to do his movies. Like we were watching yeah. that little behind the scenes thing, and they were saying that they were showing how the voice acting is all done, quote unquote, on location. So like if there's going to be a scene where they're running around a farm, they would actually bring like George Clooney. And Jason Schwartzman really to a farm see and see him do somersaults <laughs> with the boom mics. And it's, it shows, honestly, how talented these voice actors are to get these kind of perfect performances while they're physically acting out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think they must have done the voices first before any of the animation and then matched all the animation to the voice acting, huh? Well, usually the voice, is, the voice acting is after. No, I, I don't know. Because usually the voice acting is after be, so that... Actually, wait. I don't know. Maybe it is before. Why am I blinking? I think it right must now? be before, because then they, because then they had to match the stop motion to the voices, and it's not like, like a like a cartoon animation where they can edit it afterwards to yeah. make the voice the the character match that the makes, voices more. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay, so it says most cases voiceover will be recorded first by reading a script, and the animation will be done to follow the animation. Okay, so some producers like Disney also ask the actor actually perform the actions so they can do a better voice take. Well, they, I mean, this yeah. went even beyond that then because because they went on location. They were actually trying to mimic the actual scene. Wouldn't that be hilarious if they did, like, a short little thing of, like, the if they chose, like, one scene in the movie with, like, the actual actors? Like, I know, it didn't up. show the animation. just showed, yeah. like, the it just footage. It like, the actual like actors, the, yeah, like, yeah. like, portraying these things. Like, it's just hilarious because you see these people in the behind-the-scenes thing. They're not – I mean, usually when you see actors on camera, they're, like, you know, they're made up and they're wearing, like um, – these fancy outfits and stuff, but then you see George Clooney just like in a white t-shirt tucked into his blue jeans <laughs> rolling around in the field. It'd be really interesting. That would be a pretty cool look into seeing the process that goes into like the real voice acting, I guess. Yeah. Which is something I've always been like fascinated with. I think, I think voice acting is a really underappreciated art form. Well, that's something that... Voice acting would be an awesome gig, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah, that's like, true, yeah. And like so many voice actors are able to do like many different voices. Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing with this movie. All these actors are just... Or actors, they're not voice actors first. And that used to be a complaint with, with Disney, because, I mean, that's, like, what most people know with animated movies, um, but he, like, before the 2000s. Uh, like, most, they would get, like, actors, like, like you know, like a Mel Gibson or something mm. like that, and they wouldn't get people specifically trained to do voice acting. But I think that Hollywood's gotten better at, like, choosing the right roles for, for people. Like, because this one, like, George Clooney, I don't think he's ever done an animated movie, but... I think he like he. It doesn't sound like he he's never done an animated movie before. This mm-hmm. one. I think it benefits though, like that. Um, I know what you're saying. Sometimes, like you can tell, a trained voice actor is very different from just a recognizable yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. But this one really works because it's it kind of crosses the boundary of not necessarily even like it breaks a lot of the rules. I think of animated movies where it li- li- literally looks like these are just like figurines where these voices like they're kind of like I don't even know avatars for these voice actors, right? Or these not even voice actors, traditional actors. Where it's different, where these people are playing a character, because essentially Fantastic Mr. Fox, I feel like, is just an extension of like George Clooney himself. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 and then like Badger, like being like Bill Murray, like I could totally see. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like I could, I, I think that'd be so funny if they had a scene <laughs> where they dressed up as their characters <laughs> and they just that would like, be really and they, funny. Like, and they just did like a scene like with them, but yeah. like as the like as their like animal, and it, I think because. 
I think for most of the actors that they cast, it would like fit so well. Oh yeah, I bet like on the Fantastic Mr. Fox like DVD, there's like a nice like something. special features or something like that. What I always found puzzling growing up was watching like animated movies that have like special features and like bloopers and deleted scenes. It's yeah. like yeah. for animated movies, you would have had to like specifically go out of your way to make like a deleted That's scene. That's true. Or what do you say? Are you thinking of what Pixar did with their bloopers? I'm thinking of that and like some of the old like Lionsgate like Marvel movies that came out like before Marvel started doing oh, like, okay. the live action ones. Oh yeah, like the kind of TV movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they'll have like the half finished video. scenes, you know, that are mm-hmm. like they're not quite fully animated, but they're, like they sketches. Still have to go, yeah, they still had to go out of their way to make it. It really makes sense because a lot of stuff is cut from every movie, you know? Even an animated movie makes sense that, hey, the pacing isn't right here like we thought it yeah. would be in the script. They have to cut it out. Well, that's something... Well, that makes sense because, like, most people... Yeah, if you really like a movie, you're going to buy a DVD, but if it has special features in the, in before the internet, like, you know... In the, well, not before the internet, but at least in the early 2000s, before, like, YouTube and things like that, you couldn't see special features unless you had the DVD for yeah. it because there wasn't any place to see them. So, those, those, so they would spend the extra money to do that so that... So that people would buy the DVDs yeah. and things like that, you know, and now Blu-rays, I guess. That's one thing that's I think really missed in the streaming era. Like, I really liked watching all those special features and bonuses that you had in DVDs. It would be cool if like Netflix could add an option to see like yeah the special features, but I don't know how that would be possible. It would be cool though because there's usually a lot of cool things in, in yeah. the DVDs. Yeah, I love you, watching bloopers. Yeah, I think they're great. Yeah, and I love when you get like when there's the option where you can watch the movie with like the director's commentary like during the mm-hmm. movie I do like that a lot I don't yeah. really watch those all too often but I've either, heard but that there's some them. movies where the director commentary like after you've seen it mm-hmm. make the movie better because of just like what the act, like maybe it's like in the director and the main actor or something like that or shares a nice story a nice yeah. personal story I don't yeah. know if I've ever watched something like that except for like the Lion King one and a half I think that's the only well, that like, count commentary. As a commentary. Well, I've been saying like, or like, I don't know if I've those. This is just a little joke, but really, I've never seen. I've never seen like a director's commentary. Huggy is not abused. <laughs> I'm, sm- I'm smiling yeah, over he's here. He's smirking over there. But really, uh, I've never seen like I couldn't. I guess. Wait, I've but never what do you been, mean, Lion King one and a half? Like how they? Like it's how it's Timon and Pumbaa talking yeah, about the movie, okay. you know? But like, is that really how it is? In a, like director's commentary, it's just like the people involved talking over a scene, or is yeah. it like do they pause it and then talk about no, it? No, no. So, so they just the movie just plays and they just talk over it the whole time. Yeah. Because uh, there's like some there's some podcasts that do that, or maybe not podcasts, but at least just like some people that I like those follow. YouTube reaction videos. Yeah. <laughs> My first time hearing Tom Sawyer. And their oh, faces yeah. on the thumbnails always like a open mouth with like their hands <laughs> and their cheeks. Yeah, we should definitely make some type of a video making fun of that. Uh, I actually saw an album on Spotify that was like a quote-unquote director's version that after every song, it would be like the song normally and then the song with the person talking over it about like with the making of. Um, I mean, it, was, it works, I assume, better on the film medium where like the song you're supposed to be listening the whole time. At least during the, the movie, you could probably watch it and hear what the mm-hmm. director's saying. Yeah. But it's interesting to hear like a song while the producer's talking about like, this is what decision was. It's like VH1 Storytellers. Do you guys remember that show? No. No. There was a show on VH1 where like artists would come in, they would play like a live set in front of like an audience, and then like they would afterwards they would like talk about like each song and like tell like stories and stuff. It was I always thought it was like, oh really like cool. a kind of behind the scenes yeah like, like a behind the scenes yeah. at a concert. Oh, that's cool. It was neat. So that's when VH1 actually did music things. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so do we want to get to our first segment here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to let's see which one do we want to do. 
How about uh, first time seeing the movie? I saw in theaters, definitely, but I don't really oh, remember. Did you? Yeah. What year did it come out, Logan? 2009. 2009. So Ten years ago. That. From when this was released, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw it in th- theaters, Marcello? Yeah, I saw it with my family, and I remember my dad just absolutely loved this movie. He, like, my dad's always a big fan of, like, quirky animation style movies. And so, like, I always remember this movie as a movie that, like, one of my dad's favorites, more than even, like, I had a big memory of it. My biggest memory of the movie, I guess, is that my dad loved this movie, which I guess (laughs) goes to show that, like, it really is a family movie. Yeah. And I guess I didn't really understand the parts that my dad loved about it until I was older, which, I mean, I guess I don't really know what he loved about it, I guess, but I didn't really have a connection with this movie until I was older, if that makes sense. So it probably... It's fun for kids, more appealing to adults, but yeah, I remember liking it as a kid, so I always brought my whole yeah. story. Augie, how about you? Do you remember when you first saw it? Yeah, I did not see it in theaters, and I don't think I saw it like the year it came out. It was probably like a year afterwards. It was around Christmas time, and I was watching this movie, and we had just purchased a very large, like Costco-sized bag of frozen meatballs, <laughs> and so I made myself a bowl of frozen meatballs. And I dumped like a ton of barbecue sauce on them. Oh, really? Like Not barbe- marinara? It, no, it was like barbecue sauce meatballs. Okay. And I remember getting very violently sick from how much <laughs> barbecue sauce I ate while like watching this movie. And the way, the way my house is laid out is there's, you know, the main room like this. And then like where like this room is right here, you could like, was the bathroom and you could poke well, your our head listener, out of the bathroom our listeners and cannot watch the see, TV. <laughs> our listeners cannot see what. Just Augie imagine being able to poke your head out of like the bathroom while you were like sitting on the <laughs> toilet or something and still be able to see the TV. And so that's what I was doing. Was I was like, Marcello sketch a little picture <laughs> yeah. and we'll attach it to the That would be, that would be the thumbnail Instagram for this video. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like throwing up in the toilet from eating oh. all this barbecue sauce and these meatballs and was still watching Fantastic okay, Mr. Fox. I, I was question. captivated, though. Even though I didn't understand the I movie I have a question for you. Did you forget this story until we just, like, started doing this and, you, and like, this triggered your memory of this story again? A like, little were bit. Were you trying to, like, 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 hide this story away, like, the deep, like, seated parts of your brain? <laughs> no, it, it, was, it has not been, like, repressed like that. Okay, but. Right. That seems like kind of a bad story, but... It was. It really wasn't that bad. I mean, like I got like really sick, but I, for some reason, this period, like this period of time when I was sick, it was like for like two weeks. Um, I remember like it very vividly still. It's like I remember like a certain Patriots game that was Maybe on. I remember watching sick. The Godfather <laughs> for the first time. I remember eating some Chinese food because it's all around Christmas time. I'm surprised you don't have like negative memories associated with being sick for two weeks. Like these sound like positive things that you. Yeah. That's just a chipper attitude. <laughs> <is> a chipper <laughs> attitude. I remember that like if I like was ever sick as a kid, like threw up about like I got like, food. I don't even know if I got food poisoning, but when I was like nine. I got a Crunchwrap Supreme and threw up from it. And I, <laughs> after that, I like hated sour cream and tomatoes for like three years because I associated it with throwing yeah, up after yeah, Taco yeah. Bell. But like, I'm surprised that's you like the movie. Yeah, that's the normal. <laughs> that's a normal reaction. That's a normal reaction. Uh, okay, let's see. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't eat that type of barbecue sauce anymore. Though. Mm. That I guess Wait, that what, there's what, one lingering effect. What brand is it? If you don't want to, um, unless you don't want to. I don't, don't want to put any <laughs> any brands on blast. No, I don't remember what it was. It was kind of like a like a spicier sauce though. Okay. Like more like a. I think it was oh, more like a spicy. More like a up? Tabasco. 
It's okay. like I like drowned these drowned these. Like a buffalo the sauce basket. almost. Yeah. And um, buffalo sauce and a meatball sounds pretty gross. Y- yeah. yeah. That was <laughs> I think a barbecue well. would be like kind of good. I don't know. Because you know, like a like a Swedish meatball, you kind of you kind of have like a sweeter sauce. That's what I was trying okay. to do. Was like a little yeah. bit of a Swedish meatball. That's not. Thing. I'm not thinking like Italian. I was meatballs. thinking an Italian like soft meatball. Yeah, they weren't meatballs like that. They were just like ground beef balls. Okay, that's not too bad then. <laughs> <laughs> ground beef balls. Okay, all right. Um, geez, I've never heard a meatball called a ground beef ball. That's what it is. I don't know why that sounds it's so like a meatloaf. Much... Was it like a, like a piece of meatloaf? Yeah. Why does a ground beef ball sound so much worse than a meatball? Because it's not the same thing. Like a meatball's got like breadcrumbs in it, and like yeah, okay, it, like a meatball is but a just meal a ball of ground beef is it's pretty frozen. I'm imagining you like juggling these. Oh, frozen. like imagine like a burger patty, but instead of being flat, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a it was like you pour them like from this like big like Costco bag, and like they would all like clank like, on the bowl because they're frozen. I feel like when your dad gets in town later, that you're gonna tell him this, and he's somehow gonna remember something about it. I'll remind him. He'll probably remember some other parts yeah, of yeah. me being I'm sick. Curious. Not, I'm curious. He was not there. For the fantastic Mr. Fox viewing, though. Oh. Oh, really? Okay. No, he, I don't remember where he was. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so I, uh, I don't really know when I saw this movie th- for the first time, but I, I knew Wes Anderson as a as a director and and writer, and uh, we've been coughing a lot this morning. Sorry about that. I yeah. I, I think it's because we're recording season. it in the morning yeah. rather than we usually. Do I still it have night. my morning voice. Yeah. Sorry about that, listeners. We apologize. <laughs> oh yeah, also spoilers for Fantastic Mr. Fox. We actually haven't spoiled it yet, so that we actually remembered to, yeah, s- actually to give a spoiler it. warning before we spoiled it. Do you have to spoil a movie? Can you spoil a movie that's over ten years old, or is there some sort of like statute of limitations? I think it depends on the movie. So I think if someone like, hasn't seen a movie that has like a big twist or something, is there like, even really like a plot yeah. in this movie that can be spoiled? Not really. No, not really. It's more just like a maybe when he loses his tail. Oh, that's that's a big moment. Oh, that's and he has true. the bandit outside of his suit on his butt the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like how he. On his and then he has the detachable tail. Oh, wait, I'm not end. even gonna talk about my. What are the like? What are the? I don't even remember when I saw it. <laughs> it t- this is. We'll just say this is the first time you've seen it. Okay. This viewing. Sure. But one of the funniest parts in the movie that I didn't notice before is that so, the like the sizes of these characters are so like, I guess just like. Doesn't it matter. Made no sense. Because like, there's one scene where, where like where Mr. Fox is the same size as the cider jug, but then his tail is like the size of a full necktie, <laughs> and if the necktie is like half of his, the tail's half of his body, then like he should be like okay, four so or five feet taller compared right, to Mr. Bean. But he also could be the same size right. as and a then, jar like, of cider. And then like when you see like the guard dogs, like the dogs are like <laughs> massive compared to. All the right, box. let's visualize this for a second. So like a <laughs> like a cider jug like that. I'm imagining it's like a half gallon or gallon cider yeah, like jug. Yeah, a foot so tall. It's yeah. yeah, like twelve inches tall. So if he was as tall as that, his necktie, his his tail would be like a couple inches, right? Like four, five, six inches. Yeah, but then that. And it, yeah, but then later on, when his tail gets shot off, right? Is it, does it get shot off? Yeah, gets shot off yeah. by. Yeah, then it's like a full like, like a full eighteen inches. Like, yeah, but like not only that, it goes ac- it goes around his neck too. So you gotta <laughs> add the, the neck circumference. <laughs> I think it's one of those. I don't know. It's a fantasy. It's funny, movie you know, but like of. I like that it doesn't even like try to be like. That's a, you know, that consistent. was a good a good pickup. Way to notice that. Yeah. I did not catch that at all. <laughs> Dude, I don't get why. Uh, I was also talking about this when we watched it, Marcello. Why the 
all the ant like wild animals talk and they all have weird like American accents. <laughs> so sad. Mm-hmm. But then the dogs don't talk. I know the dog. It's is like, it because yeah. it's like Mickey stupider? and Pluto? You know, are they like stupider because they're they're domestic. Or well, something? the wolf doesn't talk either. Maybe oh, yeah, any canines yeah. don't talk. Well, well I guess a wolf's like well, a fox is a canine. Is a wolf? Is a fox a canine though? It's a canid. I think I just looked this up because I went to the desert museum slash zoo where there's a fox oh, yeah. and I was learning a lot about them. And I was like, wow, these are really across, like somewhere, they're really exactly in between the cat and the dog. All right, so when I said our foxes related to it, popped up as dogs or cats. So. It's a canid, huh? Canis? Canis, canis well, lupus familiaris. Yeah. So, so that's, that's like a domesticated dog, but a fox is a vulpes vulpes. Oh, but does it go like further well, up the phylo? Name. No, but I mean like further up the phylogenetic tree, is it like a canis? Like I'm sure it comes from like mammalia, then what's after that? Let's, let's uh, find okay, out. Okay, let's see. Isn't there a Pokemon called Vulpix? Vulpix. Vulpix. Yeah. All right, so as Augie and I are... Okay, so it, see, okay, never mind. it okay, is Augie in the, ca- the canine, canidae family. Interesting. But it really acts like a cat, though. Like, when I was at the zoo, I was observing this fox. Wait, I was the, like, wow, wait, it, acts like, uh, it acts like my cat. Oh, another thing that I thought was a really interesting thing in the movie. So when I was... I watched... I saw this fox at the zoo before I watched the movie again. And I was, like, fascinated by how this fox has these prehensile ears that, like, move in independent directions and kind of scope out the stuff. Wow. And there's a scene in this movie where Mr. Fox is a close-up of his face, and he's, like, trying to search for where the sound's coming from. And both the ears are moving in different directions the same way the real fox was. I thought that was a really cool detail. Cause, like, that is cool. If I saw the movie first, I'd be like, oh, it's just funny that his ears are moving in, like, different yeah, directions, like a like radar. But, like, oh, that's just funny. but it was really cool that the fox... That's like, I really like when, when animated movies... Uh, like, t- like use like real life animal tendencies yeah, yeah. as part of like who they are as like characters. I think that's like such a creative mm-hmm. way of doing it. Can you think of another example? Well, I was thinking like the digging, right? So like the foxes, oh, yeah. like that's like a big plot point of them yeah. digging. Like foxes do live in like a burrow, right? Yeah, don't they? I think. I think so. Yeah, they dig underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I that's like a kind of big plot point. <laughs> I love how they just dig, and it's like the people all the just back, like running. Yeah. The people in the back are also digging, and they make the, they all look like small in the tunnel. I mean, I think that's actually like a big like theme in the movie is like we're wild animals, like being true to like your actual things that you're good at. I guess like that's the whole point of the movie. Like, I mean, in the beginning when Mr. Fox, he's like, I don't want to live in a burrow. I feel poor, but she's like, foxes live in a hole for a reason. You know, it's kind of I think that's a big like theme is being true to yourself. Honestly, like, yeah. Wow, this is we never talk about themes on this show. Michelle is bringing in some some serious yeah. topics today. What I think is really funny is how they're like all like civilized like animals mm-hmm. with like American accents and stuff. And then like there's the scene right before Fox leaves at the beginning, and his wife brings him the breakfast, <laughs> and then he just like goes to town on it like a wild animal, and then he like gets up and is done, like wipes his mouth, like, <laughs> he, he like returns away, yeah. to being like like kind of more human. I love yeah. how that movie part that part in the movie is so sudden too, because it's like. So quick, he just sits still for like a beat and then just goes to the town like <laughs> so fast. <laughs> well, see, it only like I was thinking about like the like how it was written as like a script or like with the dialogue. It, that scene only works with him eating his food really quickly unless it would like cut forward because because uh-huh. it, it it stays as like one take kind of where he just like eats like he eats super quickly and then he like says something to, uh, to Ash and then yeah. he like leaves. Yeah, and, like it only works because of how quickly he eats. The, his yeah, breakfast. if he was eating any slower, the scene would have been. Yeah, it would have it would have dragged too long. It like fits so well. I would have loved to see George Clooney's face making those noises when he's oh, like yeah. eating. Oh yeah, I would too. I wonder if they actually made him like 
because they made him do all the things in character. I wonder if he's actually stuffing stuff in his mouth or if he's really just going. I'd be kind of. I mean, either how, way, it would still be very entertaining, though. Same thing with the scene where him and Badger are like hissing at each other. I wonder if him and Bill Murray yeah. are really like batting their paws and going. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus, that would be so funny to see. That'd be like hilarious just to be like a boom mic operator. Just so like, yeah. like George Clooney and Bill Murray hissing at each other. That's such a funny scene because they like their argument devolves from like. Well, that goes along with the th- with the theme you were saying, like of them being like wild animals. Like oh. they like they they. Like, you, you can't shake your true nature. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> at first, I like, guess played that same like theme is played for like laughs. I think a lot when they do like the animal things, like yeah. eating or like hissing at each other. But then by the end of the movie, I think it actually becomes like a good. I guess lesson to wrap up if you had to pick any kind of moral out of this story. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I thought it was cool. Okay, so um, how about we get to our next segment here, which is uh, the quotes aw- I'd like to highlight award. Oh. Okay. Marshall, thanks for the music, by the way. Music, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, the bumper. Courtesy of. Uh, Big old Mitt right here. Big old Log was over here was sitting in while I was just making some some tunes in my studs the other day. That's yeah, what I kept gargling water uh, over the recording, so it took a lot longer than. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bumper music. It's groovy. Mm, thanks. It's nice to just kind of. I've heard someone say it sounds eerily similar to adult entertainment music, but. Well, you know, know, maybe I was thinking about that while we Sometimes were sitting. Sometimes bands should release an adult entertainment. Album. I would love to. I would, with a complete with the. It's actually funny. Like we were talking about. Here's a trade secret. I'll give to you guys. How funny would it be if we released a pornographic music video on Pornhub instead of YouTube? Like I think that's untapped. Like, <laughs> yeah. like making like a video that isn't released on YouTube is explicit and is only found on like porn websites. I think it'd be f- pretty funny. That would be. But I think that there's. I think people people knock. You know the Pornhub community, but I think the the users are all very supportive. You never see on YouTube yeah. all the time. You see people. It's like f you, f yeah. this. If you if <laughs> you downvoted this video, go kill yourself. <laughs> on Pornhub, it's like everyone's you know they're just happy to see each they other. They really got a nice positive comment section. I like to see like what my, what my recently. I'm not going <laughs> to declare how recent there was. I I was just like scrolling, checking some comments, and there was a guy that commented. His account name was. H2O, and the <laughs> comment was, this is your friendly reminder to drink some water and stay hydrated. That is a good That's so like, nice. Look at that. It's so, so nice. You find some good people on the hub. You do. <laughs> I'm wondering what their upload limitations are. Can anyone put a video up, or is that more of an XNXX thing? Uh, like, are amateur uh, videos uh, allowed? Mean, like, user, like, you have to have like, <laughs> an active user to post yeah, something. Yeah, like, how does it, you know, know. like, yeah, maybe that's how they maintain their high quality, you know? I think, like, Pornhub's like the, like the Spotify. Like only have to only have approved things posted. Whereas like the SoundCloud is like the XNXX where you can just post any kind of music you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had no idea that the. I think there is a vetting process for Pornhub for sure. Definitely, because they got. I mean, it has to be at least what like 1080p. You got the 60 fps. I don't even think it has to be that. They be. have some of those videos that are kind of old though. That's like yeah, really fucking grainy. <laughs> that's part of the vintage. That's the vintage right, so appeal though. If you know, if you know. The answer to this uh, dilemma that we're talking about, please send in uh, letters. Augie and I have been uh, receiving so many letters. Uh, we're just so, said, yeah, I'm so thankful full. that there are so many young people that yeah. are interested in As Augie said, <laughs> we, we saw he had like a whole stack of letters. He said, Logan, these letters are coming out the wazoo. And I said, Augie, who uses that word? And then, 
I don't know. That was, I don't. That was a weird interaction that we had uh, a couple of days ago. And yeah, that was the, that was the extent describe. of the interaction. <laughs> yeah, that just ended. I might have. I might have yeah. drunk that else. too. So. I mean, part of the part of the application process for me getting on this this uh, this podcast is that I have to do my due diligence and read some of the letters and open them and respond to them mm-hmm. as like an intern sort of thing before I was able to make it up the up the ranks and get yeah, on here. Maybe so. we should get. And the lest l- we not forget the highway cleanup portion of oh, the interview. That, okay, I just thought. Very multi step process. What if we got the next guest? To be the secretary the previous week, so they can get the lay of the land. <laughs> Look at the understudy. Talk. They got a. They can't that, talk. that, I don't know if that was a joke or not, but it could be a really good idea because then they kind of learn the yeah. the yeah. rapport that we have, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out, Max Max Logis, our guest for the Dark Knight Rises one. <laughs> Augie said, "Oh yeah, this happened in the last episode," and Max is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and then Augie said it, and Max had no idea what you ta- what you were talking about. <laughs> and I was like, you didn't <laughs> <listen>. <laughs> yeah, "I was like, Max, you didn't listen, you liar." <laughs> Well, to be fair, he had no ability to listen to it because it wasn't. No, no, no. He was the third episode, and it, and the and the first three episodes oh. were uploaded uh, concurrent. Do one we only have three episodes uploaded right now? I will neither confirm nor deny because our listeners have no idea about. There's the no timestamp on this. <laughs> <There's> no time <laughs> so much goes behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I got busy with finals and uh, some. Well, finals haven't occurred yet. Well, no, it's, it's <laughs> the can you date, hear the wink the on the microphone? When I release it, will say like June or May or, May or June, whenever I start releasing. You know, and the, you know, the, fa- the fair part, like we, we didn't have to even say this because like the beauty of a, of an audio, of an audible medium is that they can't tell like how long your hair's grown out since the last episode, you know, you That's could have true. a beard, you, you could, you could, That's true. the only thing they could tell is if we, if our voice became deeper and more raspy as with age okay, is well, the only time. I can't even tell that Logan's I, doing the whole podcast completely in the nude. <laughs> I didn't want to reveal, okay. let the record show. Okay. I didn't want to reveal this, but, uh, Augie is actually at a remote location, unspecified. <laughs> we have no idea what city he's in. He's refusing to tell us. Augie. I have signal blockers. <laughs> he's <laughs> doing the Skype it. chat through a VPN right now, so we can't tell where. I'm watching he's you guys on from. that security camera look up and wave. There we oh, go. Hey. When did you guys install a security camera in here? We didn't. <laughs> it must have been Augie before you left. <laughs> oh, shoot, it was. Okay, so do you guys have a quote? Or I, I pulled up one right here if, if you guys don't I got have a good one quote. Ready. I, yeah, I, I did bring too. up the Felicity Fox quote earlier, but I think. Uh, yeah, that, I that was. I'll let that slide. Usually I don't, though. So. I'm sorry. One quote. I don't even know if this is quotable. But I just think it's so funny. Uh, I didn't ever really notice how funny this slide was until my recent rewatch. But it was so they have a lot of talk about like phobias in this movie. Uh, like um, Kylie has a phobia of thunder, and then like Mr. Fox has a phobia of of wolves, right? And there's a scene towards the uh, middle end of the movie where they're all in the sidecar and they're talking about their phobias. And he's like, "What's up with all this wolf talk? Like, I have a phobia." And then Kylie's like, "I have a phobia of thunderstorms." And then Ash pops out of nowhere in the back seat, and he goes, "I have a phobia of needles myself." And it's just the funniest scene because it's like they never—at least like you know—the thunderstorm is like a decent segue because like Miss Fox paints the thunderstorms like this big wolf talk because it has to do with the wolves at the end. But I think it's so funny that Ash talks about his phobia of needles, and that's his way of entering the conversation. <laughs> Would that be like a real way to enter a conversation? You think? I got just a phobia like of needles like, oh, myself. I have a phobia of this. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, if if you're having a phobia related conversation, I just think that that moment is so funny because that's like the only like kind of chipper line he has the entire movie. The rest of the time he's all grumpy, but that's the only happy like kind of whimsical thing he says is the line about the needles. And I think it's just so out of place, so non sequitur. It's hilarious. I like the way Ash is. <laughs> I like the way Ash is in the movie. He just kind of cracks me up with the cape and the socks <laughs> and stuff. 
<laughs> and he just wants to be recognized as an athlete by his dad. It's so funny. It's so sad because he doesn't. He finally does get recognized. Do you though. think I'm an athlete? <laughs> and Jason Schwartzman fits that like just monotone voice so well with Ash. Like it, like it, it's not like whiny at all. It's like it's so just like he acts like an adult, but he's. Like, no, he sounds like an adult too. <laughs> yeah, he like an adult. I love the play between him and Christopherson because it's just like Christopherson is just like white knight, like in in a good way, like in shining armor. Like he just like he stands up to bullies. And he just like is a great athlete. And he has the girlfriend. Like Christopherson is just like everything Ash wants to be, but it's played in such a funny way. I like the line where there's that beaver, I guess, in science class, and he's like, "Why is your cousin ass such a wet blanket?" <laughs> and then, and then uh, Christopherson's like, "Pardon me." And the guy asks what "pardon me" means, and then he's like, they explain it, but basically, he that he uh, Christopherson Christopherson goes on to say, "Are you a bully? You're starting to sound like a bully." I think that's a great message to send to the kids that it's okay to just yeah, don't even don't even up, yeah. don't even stand up to the bully. I think that'd be so funny. Imagine <laughs> yeah, if like true, right. when I was a kid, like if someone was being a dick to me, instead of being like, "Hey, stop that," I'm like, "Are you being a bully right now?" Did <laughs> <laughs> you call them out? It? Yeah, yeah question. It's a I good way. See. Well, then he beats them up later though. He so. does beat them up with karate. He knows, yeah, he does karate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christopherson is so cool. Okay, so I so we were talking earlier about whether or not these lines were from Road Dahl or not. So oh. I typed in quotes, and I thought these were quotes from the movie, but these are quotes from the book. Mm. So the whole the whole uh, the cuss you are, the cuss I am. Are you cussing <laughs> with me? All those lines with the cussing—that's from Road Dahl. So clever, and that There's fits with Wes Harrison so well. So it does. It totally does. There is one part that I caught towards the end of the movie where they're like in the city, and in the very distant background, or I guess not the very distant, but just behind one of the buildings, they have kind of a, a building with graffiti on it, and, when, and the graffiti just says cuss. Yeah. Like a kid would write like fuck on the wall or something. Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> graffiti <laughs> saying cuss. Yeah. I think, that's, uh, I think that's like such a clever thing. I'm looking through all the quotes, and there's so many, like, where the cuss does that kid get off? <laughs> Mr. Fox is talking about it. The cuss you I won't. Li- the cuss I am? Yeah, yeah, I like Eddie and the quotes that say that. I just think that's like so. That's like such an inventive like way of getting yeah. around actually, actually cussing. It is. Uh, I would. I have two quotes. Uh, the first one is it's between Ash, Kylie, and Mr. Fox. Ash is like, "What's that white stuff around his mouth?" And Kylie's like, "I think he eats soap." <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Funny. Fox is like, "That's not soap." And Kylie's like, "What? Why does he have that?" And Mr. Fox is like, "He's rabbit." With rabies, <laughs> it's like just yeah. like so. They worry casual. about they worry about rabies from the dogs when they're I wild know, animals. So funny. <laughs> um, oh wait, I got another funny quote. It's um when they're discussing all the Latin names and they give like they give all the like Latin names to all the animals I to like re-inspire their their wild side. But then Kylie's like, "What's my Latin name? Like, what's my special ability?" And he goes, "I don't think you have a Latin name. I doubt they even had opossums in ancient Rome." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. Dude, Kylie, what's with the? Okay, I was I was so confused about this. What's with this? Like his eyes when he gets into. Like, I think he just gets like scared, right? Because like uh, possums, possums like freeze, like, really right? Stupid animals or something. Well, like possums like play dead. That's oh, like that? kind of their special yeah. ability. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure. But okay. Mr. Fox, like after he escapes the beagle, I think he comes up and he's like, "Kylie's like, are you with me right now?" But then it shows Mr. Fox's face and he has the eyes thing uh-huh. too, and he does a little hand signal. So funny. I know. Okay, I was just thinking that, um, like how how like ignorant Mr. Fox is. Like he's so smooth, like about saying like, oh, I don't think they had possums in ancient Rome. Yeah. Like he knows about Latin names, but he doesn't, but doesn't like quite know, know what he doesn't know like means. why. why <laughs> no, I just think that kind of the that style of humor is so funny in this movie. This like kind of matter of fact, like incorrect things. Yes. Like I in love the that. beginning when they're like, why are you gonna give him a blueberry? And Mr. Fox is like, 
beagles love blueberries. <laughs> like, is that even true? Yeah. Like, it's just, regardless if it's like, I mean, it's also true very or not. Wes Anderson esque. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Another quote I like that's also like totally on brand for Wes Anderson's when they're explaining the rules to Whack Bat. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Coach yep. Skip, who I think is Owen Wilson, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. He's like, basically, there's three grabbers, three taggers, five twig runners, and a player at Whack Bar Center. Uh, center tagger uh, lights a pine cone and chucks it over the basket, and the whack batter tries to hit the cedar stick off the cross rock. <laughs> then the twig runners dash back and forth until the pine cone burns out, and the umpire calls hot box. Finally, you count up however many score downs it adds up to and divide that by nine. And Christopherson's just like, got it. Yeah. Well, all that, that, time, all that from like, memory? Like, <laughs> you, got, you have that quote memorized? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Christopherson's like, Got He's it, like, yeah. got it. And they're like, and then you He's see such it. a natural. Yeah, and then you see it, and then you see it, and he does exactly he's everything. Like, and he's he like, said. perfect. Yeah, yeah. I love like the kind of muted enthusiasm they have towards like Christopherson, too, because he does it. And like, oh, Wilson's just like, woohoo, whoa, he's a natural. <laughs> or like, he really is his father's nephew. Yeah, and then, he's, not, he's not related by blood. I love that fact. So like, he's, funny. Not, he's not related to Mr. Fox. And then Mr. Oh, Wilson just goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of like Wes Anderson movies are though. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Like, it's very, they definitely do have a lot of muted enthusiasm. That's a good way of putting it. I like when uh, like they're doing the diving and uh, Ash just like he's like, "Hey, look, uh, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> look at me, Dad!" And he just goes down like, ah, like falling down like the Christopherson does this graceful swan dive where he does like two different like one eighty turns. <laughs> <laughs> and like Mr. Fox's reaction to his son is like, "Great job, Ash." He's like, like don't, don't forget to, to bunch your tail in or something. Yeah, like tuck that, tail. Though. And then <laughs> Christopherson does his perfect swan dive with a little comedic little drop of water coming out. And Mr. Fox is just like, woo! <laughs> just like very like, <laughs> he's, like yeah. he's like clapping. <laughs> he's a natural. All right, so um, we haven't even mentioned Meryl Streep, Mrs. Fox. What do you guys, what do you guys think of her? I mean, great, she, great what, casting. Yeah, yeah, what an actress. Interesting. Is she, is she, how much older is she than George Clooney? Is she? Yeah, I just assume de- she is. She's definitely old. He, she was, she's been acting since the 70s. My guess but she, would be like 10 years. But she has a very like, she doesn't sound old. She sounds like she a young voice in this movie. Yeah, she doesn't sound old at all. Yeah. He he is just timeless looking. He is a timeless man. But I found a picture of him as a kid. Forever. I liked him being yeah. younger with his like long, dark hair. Kind of good looking guy, even in a different way. Well, He's yeah, got the, long definitely. Yeah, like it's a picture of him as a, a like a younger man. He has like a, I think like a mullet or some kind of perm. Like, is it gray then, or is it? No, he was, he just had some dark hair. Okay, back so then. it only so turned gray in his thirties then. Okay. He really well, rocks the salt and pepper. ER, ER really stressed him out. His hair gray. Remember we were talking that talk about who's a re- who really looks and acts like a celebrity. I feel like George Clooney is a perfect okay, example. Yeah. Okay, so Augie, I don't know. I don't think you're part of this conversation. <clears throat> All right, let's hear it. So we were talking about. What's like an actor that's like a really good actor, but they're like a celebrity? And we we thought the definition of like yeah, not like, just like an actor like we're thinking like um who are we saying is like not like someone like ah uh, who like I'd say like Gary Oldman is like he's someone not like a like, celebrity someone who like as a celebrity like loves the limelight for no damn reason. Well, yeah, that and also like if you Ooh. were to like list off like you know like really like cool people like celebrities or like, like we we're saying like i think like jeremy renner is like just a normal guy like, okay, he's not yeah. like a celebrity but he's, then you have someone yeah. like george clooney who's like just a movie star like you can tell when you see him but he's a good actor though but also great actor he's or, like a good someone actor. like like uh matthew mcconaughey just looks like a movie star like, you can tell he's like someone right yeah like, i feel like he's kind of like that too like mm-hmm. oh weird like the rock we even said like if you saw him on the street you would just think this guy must be famous or yeah. in some sense 
Yeah. Okay. Um, that, like, that's what we were saying about him. Like, he, he they just have a certain genesis. Like, he's quoi. just like a movie star. Like, he's a celebrity that like happens to be like a good actor too. Like, I think George Clooney could have been famous like in something else somehow. He's just a like, famous just guy. That's how he is. I just feel like that's the type of person. That's the he definition is. of like movie star good looks. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's interesting. Whereas, like, you know, like. Would you think Danny DeVito looks like a famous guy? Does he look like a celebrity? No, he's only famous. His unlikely he's, rise to fame. <laughs> yeah, because he's like funny and he and he's just like goofy. And he's like a good. He's a good actor. Like good there's people like yeah, him. like like Chris Hemsworth. You know, just like that dude's a movie star. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting that people have that that I look. I think George Clooney just fits that like so well. He does. Yeah, I'm trying to think of of some more. Maybe I'm struggling. There's no more. Sorry. Leo. <laughs> yeah, Leo. Oh, Christian yeah, Bale. Well, that's why I think. Uh, See, like, I think Christian Bale is, is probably like kind of a recluse. Yeah. yeah. I I don't think of him as like loving, having his picture. I guess he just looks like he just like has that yeah. look of just like when a I famous think, person. Like what what I okay so maybe we should define this. So when I think of like a celebrity, like it's someone who's like famous like dis, like despite like their profession maybe like they're famous like yeah they're like they're like a music they're like a musician or they're an actor, or they're like I don't even know what else. Uh, Construction worker. Yeah, construction. A really famous construction. But worker. people who are just part of like the cultural zeitgeist, regardless of what they do, like people yeah. who are like yeah, just that, yeah, exactly. Like we're talking about people like billionaires that are famous just for being rich or like the, how rich they are. There are certain people like, or like uh, I can't even think of an example. Someone. Who's like, that one guy? Is it Richard Branson? Or yeah, yeah. What Richard the hell Branson's did he get rich doing? He's like a gazillionaire. Uh, I think for. I don't know. Let's see. Like an investment banker or something. And like, I don't even have anything against. I know people say stuff like, "Oh, the Kardashians are famous for no reason," but there's clearly a reason why these people are like intriguing. You know, yeah, they there's have a reason. Following. They have like, there's it, not just anyone could do that. You know what I mean? I think that like actually, this actually sort of like ties into the movie in a way too, because like these people aren't just famous actors; they're like celebrities that he's getting to do these these voice acting, like Bill Murray, like mm-hmm. Owen Wilson. Yeah, Bill Murray's George one of those Clooney, guys Mouse where Street. you see those stories of him just walking around New York and just crashing parties. And yeah, <laughs> I think of him as more of a celebrity than an actor, even though he's way more of an actor. You know, like he's he's coming he's coming out with like all sorts of like clothing brands. Like he's like always like out. Like there's like stories of him like what you were just <laughs> wait like really he has a clothing brand. Yeah, he's like he releases I didn't know like that. a lot I of joking. like golf clothing brands. Huh. And, and also, um, he's just like when you see a movie, it's like a Bill Murray movie. You know, it's not just like yeah. he's playing a character. He's not. Yeah. So should should we just go back to Caddyshack and just end the podcast? <laughs> hey, look, we made it, it full circle. Comes full circle, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. probably is the last I, one we're gonna be able to do weird. in Tucson. So it's isn't like. Isn't that weird yeah, that we got to, we got back to the original two. like a, a, the actor that we chose for the first? Interesting. Connection. Hey, I think it it's is, a sign yeah. that we should go on to season two. Is it time? Yeah. When when do you declare the next season? I don't know. I don't know. Probably a well, perfect time Marcello right now to take a break. Is we, we were thinking of some other movie at, movie podcast ideas. So like the same premise, ah, people, but it. instead of it being connected by let's go like so this movie is connected by actors. Like we could do a thing like you were saying like uh, what was your example the other you day? Start, like, so you start off with like movies about with numbers in the titles. So like a movie that has number like, one. Oh, a movie that yeah. with one, and then you just go like up one flew there. over the cuckoo's nest, and then you yeah. go into like. Uh, it's not two. like like what's uh, what is an example like? What would be something with two? Two, um, not like a sequel, like not like yeah, Ice yeah, Age Two. Yeah. But no, like I definitely I thought of one and I and I forgot it. Two like and a half men. If that was a movie two. title, something like that, you know. And then you could yeah. do yeah. Three's Company. That's TV, but like something <laughs> like that, where like where a different way to sequence these movies. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like any any movie that just happens. Because I mean, it, like it could still number. be like we start with movies, but it would be 
like the seasons are based on how you get to each movie. It could be I like that. Little, I like that. Oh, Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. <laughs> See, there we go. Like the Two Towers is also the second movie. Yeah, that's true. That's actually that's a three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Great yeah. movie. So I don't know. We'll see. That's a little four, insight on some maybe. Four score and I don't know if that's four score. Uh, <laughs> the like I'm like a no, biopic. Like four score. Oh, there's oh Fantastic Four. That yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> could you do the Fifth Element after? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should just keep going up. Let's see how Six far cents. we can go. Six cents. Six cents. We talked about this. Seven Samurai. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Magnificent. Hateful Eight. Good. Nine. Movie the movie nine. nine, District Nine, the yeah. movie nine, nine with the puppets. Yeah, nine that movie District musical. Nine was. Do you guys remember that one? I love that. Yeah, movie. I, I really like that one it. too. But yeah, I, really like that I movie. watched it when I was like old, because it, is, it also came out like when I was like younger, and I like, didn't yeah. like. Pay so we were like eighth grade, right, or something like that. Two thousand nine, same year as Fantastic oh, Mr. Fox. Sixth grade, right? good year for yeah. movies. Great year, great year. And like watching it again, like when I got older, it's it's got some social commentary that it discusses under like. I mean, it's like an apartheid metaphor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's from South Africa. Um, Yeah. What's his name? Neil Blomkamp. Uh, Elysium kind of shoves it down your throat a little bit. I don't know if you saw Elysium. That's that was his next movie. Which one's is it? With Matt Damon. Okay, I I remember that one too. Yeah. What about the robot one he did recently with like the people from D'Antward? What is it called? Yeah, it's like the, a- the main actors. Are st- I don't know what they are. I haven't seen the They're movie, but like, yeah, Deanne Word is like a, I don't know, industrial. Hugh Jackman's in it. It came out. What's it called? Chappie. I'm saying. I'm oh, trying to. I'm trying I to talk saw to that South one. African accent. I wanted. I wanted to see that one. I never saw it though. <laughs> I, never saw it I remember. I remember a period of time when Chappie, or at least in my mind, it felt like Chappie. Ex Machina and Automata all came they out all, like, yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Oh wait, that was another movie idea doing. Or podcast idea doing talking about two movies that had the same premise that came out the yeah. same Yeah, Friends with Benefits lot. and Those, No yeah, Strings Attached. Yeah, yeah, Ants and Bug that. Life. Yeah, we yeah. yeah, we mentioned that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things. It's open ended. Yeah. Augie, uh yes. and Marcel, we you know, and listeners, uh we just finished. Mind school. if I just have a quick sip of water? Yeah. Make sure we can get it on camera or get it on the microphone so we can well, ASMR. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't really so, get ASMR. I do not get it yeah, either. I swear I people are, are fucking with me. Like, people try to say that it's like you get some reaction to it in like your spinal cord. That's your like jejunum. Does <laughs> <laughs> it give you goosebumps? Is it supposed to be like a... See, that's how I... It'll give me goosebumps because I hate it, you know? But I think people oh, like, like interpret that as oh, like... Yeah, it's called like a... Like, I don't know, like, you know when you get something, you see something really cool and you get, like, it's not just goosebumps, but it's, like, a feeling, like, you literally feel it, like, in your spine, it's, like, a reaction. Yeah. It's, like, a, there's, like, a French term for it called, like, frisson, and it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, a, you can go on Reddit, like, r slash, yeah. it's, like, R-F, F-R-I-S-S-O-N, just things that give you goosebumps, but I think people have that same reaction when they hear, like, really up close, like, sounds or, like, interesting things, but I don't get why, like, why does it have to be, like, on everything? Like, I watched, I looked up just, like, ASMR, like just because it's like funny, fascinating for me to watch like these oh, things people different. make. And there's this guy doing an ASMR like video game stream. It's like it's like twelve year old kid just like he's like, oh, like he's talking shit on like Xbox Lives like, oh, I'm gonna fuck your mom. But it's on like a microphone right in his face, and they mix it that way. So I'm watching this kid do a Twitch stream oh, while he's also weird, doing like dude. ASMR. That's I don't weird. get it. I don't, I don't yeah, know why yeah. you have to tie that into like ASMR like box unpackaging. Like why did the ASMR come into that? 
I, I've like, seen uh, well, there, there's this one YouTube channel I watch called You Suck at Cooking, and he <laughs> it's really funny actually. You guys would like it. So directed. Yeah. Uh, he well, no, no. He like he talks about himself. Like he he's like a really bad cook. So oh. He's like making fun of himself. Okay. Well, he's, that's why that's what it seems like because he he always like talks about like how you never see his face and you don't know what he looks like and he and he always like talks about like how he doesn't know what he's like kind of doing. Um, and he does an ASMR episode. So, like, it's obviously, like, enough where people are, like, parodying it. Like, people are making fun of it outside of just, like, making, like, the actual ASMR videos. Okay, so, um, the reason I, the reason, yeah, so, as I was saying, we, uh, we just finished school, but, uh, Augie is going to school soon. I don't know if we're going to be doing another podcast before you go back to school. Um, uh, but, but, uh. Sounds like a perfect time to mention my favorite 1986 Rodney Dangerfield film, Back to School. So, Marshall, have you heard about Back to School before? No, I have not. Okay. Well, Think, you know, it gets brought up. Have you seen the Goofy movie where he goes back to college? Yeah, Goofy, the it's the extremely Goofy movie. Yeah. Think that. Yeah, the second one. But with Rodney Dangerfield and a younger Robert Downey Jr. before he had his teeth fixed. With and the same premise where it's like he goes to college with the son? Yeah. Whoa. It's yeah, a wild. Well, it came out before. It's a wild does it ride. have the subplot with the X Games as well, like the Goofy movie, no, or is it? No. And like Robert Downey Jr. plays like a like kind of like a goth like emo kid in the eighties. Yeah. Do you want to highlight a scene real quick, Augie, from it? Uh, should I do it? Yeah. You you go ahead. You I go will. ahead. Okay. Remember, uh, I don't know if you're gonna be doing one of these uh, when you go to law school, but um, remember, and Barbie uh, uh, begins um, by intimidating Thornton with the. Th- with a single twenty-seven part question, remember like how like like Bar- Barbie? I don't. I always forget how to say his name because we haven't watched it in a little bit. But Barbie, whatever it is, he uh, call it Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. He, he like he because Thorin is the main. He's the main character. Uh, he is Rodney Dangerfield. All right, sorry, no, sorry. Thorin is is um is Rodney Dangerfield's son, and Barbie like attempts to like intimidate him by like making this like test. But you know, like when you have like one, you're like, oh, it's just one question. But like, there's twenty, there's like, you know, all these different parts to it. Sub questions. I would, I would not like that. Do you guys like that on like tests when, when like you have like one question and there's like a bunch of parts or just like no, just I hate it because, questions? um, I so I had this teacher this last semester who's probably the most brilliant professor I've ever had, like definitely hands down. And he was talking about how those questions are dumb because they're really just asking the same thing over and over again, right? Because it's like it's one thing to have a just an essay question where you have to hit a bunch of points, but it's a different thing to have like question seven, and if you don't know subsection A, then you get B, C, D, E, F, G wrong, right? But if you do know all of them, you're just getting free points because it's the same yeah. premise, you know? So like he was talking about how it's it's just kind of like it shows like a lazy test maker. Well, I feel like it way. gets used in math classes a lot, like ma- like math. Probably yeah, I, I think more math with that. But yeah, we just have like I had two different econ classes where I had this one teacher who's like very carefully crafts his tests to be like. It really tests your knowledge, you know, and doesn't like if you don't know it, you don't know it, but you don't have to lose points when it asks the same question again, basically. Okay. Like yeah. you know, you've ever had you've probably had a test where it will ask something about like it'll ask like question seven and eight will both have to do with the same topic. But like yeah, it could have just been one it could have just been one comprehensive question rather than like half of each half of the knowledge. I see what you mean, because sometimes when you because sometimes that does happen in tests, um, where you if you know the answer to one question and I then love you that. go later in the test, and there's a, and like based off of like what you know from that one, you can get the next one right. I love when teachers and professors have like poor test making skills. <laughs> so it's like they'll ask a question, 
and the answer is what's in the next question because they're probably like, oh, I should add something in about that one. And they don't like mix them all up. And you're like, boy, I don't know what that is. And you like, kind of go on to the next one. You're like, oh, th that's what they're talking about in, in the previous question. Or like when they do like double questions or like double numbers or like all the questions are like, you know, A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. And then there's one that's like A, B, C, D, E, none of the above. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, that's the one. Yeah. See, I like that from a test taking perspective like if i want to get a good grade but from like a learning perspective or like from yeah, like a, i guess like yeah it doesn't help it, it doesn't help at all i just tell it just gives you it, it's to test your investigative skills to see how much knowledge you can <laughs> glean from the rest of the test to finish it i like that when i learn i learn i haven't paid attention in class like all semester i'm taking a test and i, I learn along the way as i take <laughs> the test i learn a lot from getting question one right so oh, that I oh, when you learn stuff when you're taking the test itself yeah my um i had a <laughs> when i was in seventh grade there's this teacher that was a substitute for i had a substitute teacher in my gym class one day and for some reason i remember this so clearly she was her name is miss conway very nice lady and she like gave us a piece of advice for when we go to high school and she's like whenever you get multiple choice tests if you don't know the answer it's usually a c and i think about that every time i take a test i've heard that but i feel like it's not true ever like, I yeah. heard that from one of my teachers, too, I feel. What's you guys' rule for when you don't know an answer, but you have to guess? Because I don't just pick randomly. I'll always be like, let's say I don't know, like, I have no idea if the, the answer is A, yeah. B, C, or D, right? But I'm like, I have or to just e. put something down. My rule is always like, what's the grade I want on this test? Is A, B, C, or D? I'm like, if realistically, I'm probably only going to get a B. I'll put, like, a B. But I'm like, you know what? This question could be the make it or break it for an A. I'll make it, like, an A. That's funny. I but pick a, I never I thought pick about a letter way. at the beginning of the test. It's like, this is going to be my letter of the day. Mm, like a song yeah, because if you stick to that one letter, then yeah, you're more likely to because if you went yeah. random you could get them all wrong you could get them all right but mm -hmm. you more likely get them wrong it's yeah. so funny that's the thing that like dude i, I have to I, think about like i should dude, know i hate that questions. like in tests when you get like five b's in a row and you're like oh, oh my god <laughs> like, that messes with me dude if, if well, i like a bunch teacher, of I would do, like, all one in a row. test oh. a year where where uh i would just like make like every answer like half of it be like a all a's in a row and then like the next half like all like c's or something dude, like that fuck with kids. just one test like just dude, I, not every test but just like one a year my algebra teacher when i was a freshman in high school the final exam every single question was b oh, so man. he the so answer, they did do he purposely like did it like that to like to like mess with people and um it was hysterical I would be that would psych me out. It yeah, it it messed with me for like for yeah. a little bit, but I was like, I, <laughs> as I know my stuff and I know that this is the right answer, but like this is this. It's is like weird. you start getting like a couple in a row, and you're like, dude, this is weird. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's why I like tests that don't have like the multiple choice. If like I like the ones that like the non scantron ones where you just like mark the one so that you don't get like you don't think about like the order. Yeah. Because when you see it on a scantron, you like mm -hmm. see, you can see the order. I it's like, like way more paper though, you know. Yeah, I know it takes longer to. But I do. I agree with you. I do like that also. It's less stressful. Why is that something we think about? That's so stupid. Do you like when um you know how like you'll be in a big lecture hall or something and they give you a test where like to quote unquote prevent cheating, they'll give you a different test from your neighbors. But if you really ever like. Not to condone this, but if you ever look at your neighbor's test, sometimes it's literally the same thing, just printed on a different color yeah. paper, or oh, yeah. like it'll be, the, or, it'll, or it'll be like the same question, just offset by one. So like their question two is your question three. Yeah. Or something. Well, that was like with selections and all that. People would be like, "Oh, is this the order of people that got into this one club?" Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, "Oh no, we randomized it. It was definitely just the <laughs> same order." <laughs> like you just say, you just say something else. And yeah. It, it, you're like, oh, everyone's like, oh, okay, all right. It's so funny. Up. I had this one econ class with a teacher who really good guy but like he clearly this is like a really low level class he just didn't really care at all about like cheating or whatever so he would just like 
during tests, like, literally, like, faces back to us and just kind of, like, to be honest, like, you'd, like, look around a little bit to, like, make it, give any, like, possible deniability, I guess, but, like, um, it was a class full of, like, these exchange students and, like, nothing bad about them at all, but they do, they definitely are, like, all, like, they all, like, are friends with each other, they're uh -huh. all in the community, and they always took advantage of that, like, I guess, like, leeway so much, they would straight up just, like, trade tests with each other so they all had the same version and then like moved in the middle of the test to just like hang out with each other and like just do the test like and you would and he wouldn't even do anything and he wouldn't even like, do anything i don't even know it's like, an out of sight out of mind type of deal it's just it's just funny it's just like but like i, I don't even I mean like, there's really know. as a professor there's really no incentive to like fail students no yeah you know yeah i like that kind of stuff that's always like bothered me like, i remember this is teacher in high school that called himself the gpa buster and he was like he was like Convinced he had, he had yeah. determined to like give people yeah. bad grades and like one of my friends like missed his valedictorian spot because he got an A minus in that class that I like it's not even a hard class like the teacher was just like determined to that's be yeah, like that's a hard true. be why like a hard teacher I'm why like why would, what you be why would you become a teacher like that I guess if you wanted to be an get revenge get revenge on all the high school kids that yeah, exactly. made fun of you back yeah. in the day. <laughs> Okay, so our next segments here that we're Speaking gonna do. Speaking of school, they had school in Fantastic Mr. Yes, Fox. Yes, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice little segue there. I just like to just go to the next one. <laughs> Don't do my job for me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so our next segment is uh, we like to highlight a movie that one of these actors are in that we'll never talk about in the show. <laughs> So I was mm. looking at the different actors, and I, I know you guys have seen this one. I was thinking we could talk about the first Spider-Man, uh, Willem Dafoe and, uh, as Green Goblin. Ah, I, I, I mean, know, like, I'm, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of memes from that first movie. I thought it'd be kind of just fun to talk about that for a minute. It's so interesting how, like, different that movie is from the MCU movies now in so many fundamental ways. Like, that was back when, I think, superhero movies – even now, they aren't really taken seriously necessarily, but it's like the director didn't necessarily even want it to be anything more than just kind of like a fun movie, you know? And the way that MCU definitely was reaching to be sort of like a cultural phenomenon and definitely trying to be something more than just a fun movie. I think not at the movie. start, but I think it, it turned into that, though. Yeah. Uh, after well, they saw well, how much of an impact they well, had. Well, what I, I think. think, like this movie, Spider-Man came out two years after X-Men, and mm -hmm. X-Men, they were so, like, they did not want to, like, embrace the comic book like all their suits are like the same black leather yeah i will say like it's cool at least that they like they did not they like made the real like spider-man suit they could have like kind of like made it like more like realistic or grounded mm -hmm. like i like how they like just like went for it. like like they they made like a comic accurate suit the green goblin thing looks so bad it's like i like willem dafoe i think is like a really good green mm -hmm. goblin but jesus dude that that green goblin mask, like that, looks like a like something like a biker would like wear. It's kind of cool. <laughs> really, it's like realistic it? in a way that like at least they didn't make the mouth move. You know what I mean? Like that. It's like been... yeah, it's like but early they... early mid two thousands realistic. Yeah, but they they uh, they had like or realistic the in thing. the in the movie logic, right? Like yeah. um, in the same the same suspension of disbelief that you can have where Peter Parker made the suit out of a basketball. Like, you can have the same, like, suspension of disbelief that this is some high-tech suit. That's that, true. You know. I just think, the reason I get annoyed by that is because they show these behind-the-scenes things where they, like, they were making, like, a Green Goblin, like, prosthetic thing for uh, uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And, dude, he he already has, like, a goblin face. Like, he's already halfway there. <laughs> I mean, so, they, yeah. they casted him as dude, Ryuk in, like, Death Note. Like, he's, like, specifically plays these kind of, like... Yeah, dude, he's, he's like, he's... He's a really interesting looking guy. Like that's like perfect for like an actor because he's got he's like a he's a character actor who's like like a good actor first of all, but he's got like such an interesting face 
that he can just kind of like delve into these like different roles when he has like different wigs and like different like hair. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's, I, he's got like a goblin face. He's got those like big ears. He's kind of <laughs> got that like chin that sticks out. Like you barely have to do anything to change. Dude, I've always had this this like theory that anyone who's like super unique, interesting looking should try to pursue acting. Like, like you could play so many different roles if you have like a unique. Do we know anyone like look. that? Can we shout? Can we shout out anyone? Um. <laughs> Who would be a great actor, like just by the face? That's such a weird thing to say. It is a weird question. Uh, you look like you're weird. You have an interesting face. It's like that scene in the office you. when Michael first meets uh, what's Rashida Jones character's name? Karen. And Karen. And Karen. Karen. Oh, in the office. Um, and he's like, "Wow, you're exotic looking. Was your father a GI?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Anything else about Spider Man? <laughs> what was your favorite installment of Spider Man, the original one? Two, I think two is like I think two is actually still a good movie. I, I will stand. By I that. think that three gets underappreciated. Yeah, I'm with Marcello. I, I think like it's three. a good half movie. I think I think half the movie's good, and I think the other half isn't that good. Like, I don't mean like first half, second half. Watching I mean, like any of these movies are so dated in such like a like clear way. I think like they're very like you're saying very early two thousands movie in a way that I don't even think was intentional. Like this world where there's like this newspaper like going on like. No way that that would, even even then like newspapers yeah. were like going away like yeah. this like getting a job as like a photographer like yeah this world like where Spider Man exists like it it's it's like it's so much like the comic book I like I think it's very much like the comic book. Do you think we're gonna like so this is a retrospective of what like almost almost twenty years since these movies have came out the first one yeah two thousand yeah almost right? twenty yeah so yeah. like um do you think that we're gonna look back and we're, we're like that's such a two thousands ass movie. Do you think that we'll look back on like the MCU movies and be like, that's oh, a 2010s Iron Man ass is only movie. six years younger than this movie, and I don't look at that as like such a 2000s movie. See, I can see it in Iron Man a little bit. With You can tell like by people's suits. Yeah. yeah like, okay, yeah. I, we, we have talked about this before. At least I don't know if I've talked about I, this with I, you. I have a feeling we've had this conversation before, too. Like when I was watching um, The Dark Knight recently, like back, it's such a like heady edge movie for the time, but it's so hard for me to think of it as not dated when I'm seeing these people wear these kind of like baggy suits with yeah. broad ties, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, it's just it's interesting. But like it is that, a comic book world, so sometimes it's like it's not going for like the, like this is like the real world. It's just so interesting to me because like it's hard for me to, because like in, in terms of 2010s fashion, that's like, in all, for all intents and purposes, a, an ill-fitting suit, right? Mm-hmm. So if, when I'm looking at these people that are supposed to be these really like, the richest people in the world, like the who's the who's the Japanese guy in the movie? I don't remember his character. Oh, name. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I know who you're talking he, about. Um, he, Lao, I, Lao, right? I know a squealer but when he, I see one. Yeah, but he like is wearing this like suit that's so big, and like and the scene where he's in like the jailhouse and is like, I've never like if I saw someone like wearing that suit today, I'd be like, whoa, like I feel like Bruce Wayne wears a good suit. It's still just like it just looks. It just looks dated, and that's like where did I? Wa- I watched a video essay about that or something. Where you yeah, can tell, you've, you've, yeah, you've, you can tell, you can tell the well, age of a movie by the suits. That okay, the men well, wear. I don't know. Did we talk about this in the last one with Hunter? Because the original Ocean's Eleven, that they're all wearing suits in that movie, and then also, and not everyone's wearing a suit in the in the two thousand one George Clooney one. Yeah, that we but, talked the, about last but week. the suits are definitely dated. Yeah, like Brad Pitt's wearing like a beige suit. And it's yeah. like, or like, and it's like, who wears that? <laughs> like, uh-huh. no one kind of wears that nowadays. Like, it looks, it's, it's like, oh, it's kind of cool for his like character, but like, yeah. it just seems, yeah, it seems it's just like suits specifically, because I think like, um, I mean, and this is me talking about this from like a retrospective view, but like, you can clearly tell what the fashion is for each decade, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the two thousands and to even more extent, like the two thousand tens, everyone kind of has their own style. Like, we have such a access to so many clothes that like, yeah. there's not really a clear. There's obviously trends, but like. 
if I saw someone wearing something from the 80s today, it wouldn't look out of place because it's like 2010, it's like such a mel- melting pot yeah. of, of mm-hmm. outfits. But like the suits, though, that is clearly like the style of the decade, right? For wearing a proper suit, like business professional. So like you can really tell what decade something is from. And that's how I think they play into that with like period pieces a lot when they specifically tailor the suits to that decade is a really telltale sign of what yeah. time. Yeah, I have watched a video essay about this. Um, yeah, we'll talk in, about that after. But. In the 2030s, will we be able to look back on the 2010s and be like, oh, streetwear, like that's 20, that's so 2010. I, I feel like streetwear has like, been a thing for a while though. Streetwear like, is definitely early 2010s thing. Like like Obey or like um, oh, Diamond yeah. Supply Company. Like Supreme. Like yeah, Supreme. Like I think it's gone through a lot of phases. I mean, 2010s, like I think right now, I don't even know right now, but I think another big defining era of like 2010s clothes is like the trend to not display like brands a lot. Like I remember 2000, 2000s is like really defined. Yeah, like I remember the like Aeropostale big polo logos. You know, but now it's yeah. all like... Yeah, or like Quicksilver, like Billabong. I remember like... But now it's like kind of shirts. muted, yeah. kind of more like uh, clothes that are meant to be a part of an outfit rather than like the shirt being the centerpiece, right? So like layers and different things, I think it's a really 2010s, at least different from the 2000s in the sense yeah. that like you wouldn't wear the... You wouldn't wear your, your cargo shorts to, to complement your your Aeropostale shirt, like you would in the 2000s, you'd like put, you kind of put more brandless, colorful things together to make a complete piece. I think people are more fashion conscious now. Like I was noticing that even my dad like dresses like well now. I think it's because like well social now, media. You know? Like I, was, I remember 2000s, my dad was wearing some court classics, you know, like from <laughs> Costco. But now my dad like has like, different multiple pairs of like Nikes and like wears yeah. like, you know? But like when, when did it become I think fashionable media. for like adult men to care about what they wear? It's interesting. I think, I don't That's know. a good point. Yeah, when when did it change? I don't know. Like I was, dude, I was looking at some two thousands pictures of like, dude, the people who were like. But adults, I feel like every decade, you yeah. think like, oh, the last decade looks really outdated. But specifically of. now, like, I just think they don't like really. The average Joe didn't care about what they wore as much as like now. Yeah. I think it might be because social media. Because you're always. Oh yeah, my dad. Do, my dad does care more about about it now than. I mean, he did have a bunch of like kids, so I think he like when you're a little yeah. older, you have to worry about that stuff. But I, like, I look at pictures of my dad from like the eighties, nineties, and he's fly. Like he's always like cared about like what he wears. Like I saw this dope ass picture of him with like this like salmon button up with like a like a light yellow vest over it, like with white pants and yeah, stuff from the eighties. And yeah. like, but like, when did he go from that to wearing like? <laughs> like a quarter zip of a college that he didn't go to <laughs> with cargos, high, like brandless white socks and like court classics from Costco. Like when did that, when did that change? And like how did he, when did he go back kids, to it? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's having kids. I, I guess I care true. less about it. I, I think that has having to do kids. With it. I mean, Garrett is still really, <laughs> your brother Garrett is a really fashionable guy and he has a kid. Yeah, that's true. But I think it just, start, yeah, but he's always been a diva though. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the 2010s. It's the 20- That's true. Okay, 2010s. we'll see. Well, okay, ten years from now, we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have this conversation again. I remember you like having to, like, caring about your clothes in general. People would call you like a metrosexual, you know? Yeah. But now it's like, it's like you. Everyone you, kind of does. You're supposed to care about what you wear in yeah. a way, you know? Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Any final Any final thoughts on the movie? We kind of like to. Uh, we tra- we it. we definitely we we, like, we drifted a lot in yeah, this that's, one. Uh, that's but I like yeah. it though. Fine. Talking about the outfits, actually, and that little making of, I didn't, like, I didn't, obviously it's, like, apparent, but I didn't really think about that each of these characters in this movie had literal, like, clothes sewn for them. Like, it's interesting that they had, like, that they could switch out yeah, and wear as, like, real, real clothes. Because these, <laughs> Cause these little figurines them. are, like, no, I mean, more in the sense that, like, uh, like, they're not, they weren't, oh, like, oh. made into their bodies. Like they're, like, outfits you could put on and change, like, a doll, I you know? See what you mean, yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting. Because there's definitely, like, different models for each, like, the, I mean, like the 
the scene where Mr. Fox is like contorted to look like the shape of like the cider glass is obviously not the same do- like doll that is yeah, used they, for they the rest of it. Yeah, they have different ones. And there's such cool things in that little two. I got a lot of information out of that two minute and forty second video. Like all of it is made with real like hair. I don't know what of what kind, yeah. but like the real all hair painted and, and colored. Yeah, that's r- it's crazy how how much like time goes into it because we just see the final product and mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah oh it's course. crazy well, they said oh, it's like a like that. 150,000 pictures I think something like that for this because it's like 24 pictures a second to make it yeah and it's it's a two insane. hour movie that's pretty long for an animated movie or was it hour, and a half? hour 20 hour 20 uh, oh, it was an hour t- okay it's just like it's, it's crazy longer. long crazy detail like um one thing I was like I'm just like baffled by too yeah, is how okay. like and there's I'm just thinking any frame where one person one character is like moving dynamically and another character standing still like a lot of the scenes in this movie like they're very just like i don't even know start and stop i guess with these characters how when they're positioning the one character that's moving how do they not even come close to ruffling the hair of the other one that's right next to it yeah like how does it stay perfectly still how's there no wind in the studio like how is there nothing yeah like how is it that's the challenge with stop motion it's yeah like you can't even like if you you know knock something a little bit like you'll never put it back to like exactly where yeah, it was. And it's like one thing if they're like all like clay, like Wallace and Gromit or something, but how do they keep just the hair, like if it's real hair, how do they keep it from moving? Like I don't, it's just, yeah, I, I don't there's know. a couple times where like the hair like ruffles too. It's like, yeah. how do they do that? Bizarre, crazy to me. Yeah, because I, re- I was reading the only CGI that was used in the movie was that one uh, scene where the where they get flushed out the cider and they're like going through like the, mm. like the tunnels. Like that the was the only... What about at the end when they zoom out of the supermarket and then it shows like the full like I, I, I it just said on IMDb that that was the only scene that like uses maybe that means it was like the only like complete scene they used it but maybe they it used probably it probably definitely used a lot of effects yeah yeah because like I can think of I can't think of because yeah I guess even like things that would normally be CGI like even the fire was like made of something like the smoke is made of cotton balls you know yeah it's yeah, really I co- always really think that's really cool when they do things really like cool that really cool attention to detail I really like um. So, like, you know how the wife paints, like, thunderstorms? How big do you think those little paintings actually are in real life? Well, That's the dolls question. were, like, like seemed like, like they were, like, 18 yeah, inches tall. Yeah, they're, like, two, they're like so two, uh, two feet tall. Sometimes, two I don't know, tall, there are yeah. definitely times where, like... So, I, probably, like, the size of, like, a computer, I bet. I bet somewhere cool. around that. Or at the end when she paints that big... Um, I think it's an amusing scene, too. She paints that whole humongous, like, mural of a thunderstorm over the... Over the the town, I guess. Oh, yes. They use yeah, it just yeah, as yeah. a map to see where everyone is. Yeah. It's so funny because it's like, it's just such an extra, like, imagine in real life, like, you have a, you need a map to get to somewhere and someone paints like a thunderstorm to, like, <laughs> in the map. Yeah. That, it's pretty I, funny. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that because who's scared about, who's scared of thunderstorms again? Kylie. It's Kylie. Kylie. And, then, and then she draws, and then she paints thunderstorms. Yeah. yeah. Such little details like that. Yeah, I love, yeah, like, I, I love in any movie where, there are superfluous details. Like sometimes it's cool, and there's this movie where like, hey, look, like every detail means something. Pay attention. But I really do like some like just superfluous things that just add character. Like, what does it ultimately matter that she paints thunderstorms? You know, it just like I like that it just is there to kind of flesh yeah. out the world. Yeah, just or, like the fact. What is it? You don't really, always have to explain everything. What does it really matter why Mr. Fox writes in the column? Like, what uh, it could be anything. He could have any mm-hmm. dead end job, you know. But why did they pick him to be a writer? Or, like, why yeah. is well, and he always yeah. says he always makes jokes like, "Oh, do you guys read this?" Yeah. <laughs> he always like says that throughout the movie, like, "Oh, do you I guys read?" I think it could be funny. It could have been anything. Do you guys read you know? my piece? He could have been like, he could have been anything that he doesn't feel appreciated for, because obviously he wants to be this larger than life character. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like part. Well, that's I guess it does seem like a logical, a logical like conclusion to a guy that wants to be larger than life. The only way that he can get people to listen to him, in a in like a grounded, uh, I guess, uh, steady income would be to be a column writer. You know? Yeah, in that mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Or to be a 
to be a podcast host. Oh, and that wraps up the show. Uh, okay, Augie, any final thoughts? Nope. No. Okay. All right. I just, I just wanted to. I don't know if I said I really like the movie, but I, I really. Yeah, like it. I, I do too. I, do we ever do like a rating system? Oh, what yeah, do we do? Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. Oh, do? Okay, I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Augie? No, I was gonna say my, my, um, how much I like this movie will be reflected in our next. Okay. Segment. All right. Oh, all okay, right. Okay. Let's get to. Yeah, you jumped the gun a little bit, Marcello, but. Uh, Sorry, our last, our last little thing that we do at the end of the show is our uh, patented rating rating system. Uh, you'll you'll catch on. You'll see you'll see how it goes. Augie, do you want to start it off? Sure. I will give this movie um, fifteen gallons of strong alcoholic apple cider. Oh, okay. All right. I I think I'm I'm think I'm you know around that, but I would say I am a fifty uh, blown off foxtails this week. Okay. You know, on a, from a scale of uh, of bunts being the shortest, Bean being the tallest, and Bogus being the middle-heighted one, I would definitely put it at a Bean. Maybe even a Bean's wife. Oh, slightly, okay. sl- almost uh-huh. as tall as possible. All right. So once again, I think we're I think we're, we're right back at, on track. Yeah, we're yeah. back on track. We had a little bit of a distraction last week with uh, our guest. Uh, I will name you Hunter McAdams. <laughs> I'm kind of an idiot that you didn't pick up on it, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think once again we're right on track. Okay, so um, Augie, do you want to do you want to thank our sponsors, thank our guests? Yes, thank, thank you our that. sponsors, thank you our guest Marcello. Thank and you for thank having you me. For, a, thank you really for all fun. the all the bumper music, and thank you Miss Cleverly for uh, the logos and designs. Uh, I thought really you were referring to Logan right there as Miss Cleverly. No, no, no. My mom, my mom made the yeah, thank uh, logo. You. Yeah. Thank you, Ariane. Yeah, it's 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 been it's been a pleasure. As always. Yeah, and as always, thanks for watching or listening <laughs> because this was We Start With Movies. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we Start With Movies will return. Bum, bum.